Hurry up, Gav, it's starting. Oh, God, hold on. I'm getting my parents' lager. <laughs> hold on. Let me sit down, get comfy. Oh, podcast. Correct. Support your local brewery, everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Welcome to Geshcast 28, everybody. 28 days later. Hey, that's our <laughs> film. <laughs> that's my input to this whole show. I've got nothing else. <laughs> got a lot coming up for you in the next Exactly. It's pretty exciting because we have our Android correspondent. Don't ruin the surprise. I'm not going to ruin the surprise, but... Don't ruin the surprise. It's all going to come out later on in the show. Even though we'll talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> we're going to spoil that surprise. Everybody follows us on Twitter. It's that's, fine. That's true. Look, man. January's out the way. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. out the door. Yep. Get rid of it. It's February. The shortest month of the year. Plus one day. We've got an extra day. An extra day of games. Fun. Great day. That's what I call it. How, how was your Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day was pretty good. I got a card. Mm-hmm. I watch from who? Mm, a secret admirer. Let's just say my fiance Lindsay. And um, <laughs> just get that straight. Just I, exactly. I got two cards. <laughs> my fiance Lindsay, who I love. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. We got a, a Domino's pizza in. Mm-hmm. It's a testament to how like-minded we are. When I'm like, let's do what you do something nice and romantic. She's like, let's just get a pizza, and I'm like, fuck yeah, come on. Mm-hmm. We got a pizza. What flavor pizza? I got like the Domino's. Um, it's like a sort of a what's it called, like Francescan. Pizza. Oh, St. St. Francis of Assisi's Pizza. Nice. It's it was, very Assassin's Creed. It was pretty nice. <laughs> I will say. It's called the Ezio Auditori. I have pizza. the Auditori pizza, guys. <laughs> Where are they from? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was okay. What about yourself? I had a fantastic. Oh. What? This is a bit fucking personal, do you not think? Oh, Sorry for the swears, but let me just let us get into this. Personal interaction! <laughs> I'm really glad that the xylophone's back. I'm really glad that your missus didn't throw it out. <laughs> I'm surprised as well. No. A high quality item. Uh, yeah, personal interactive minute. Interactive yeah. minute. Interaction minute. Uh, what did I do for Valentine's Day? Yeah. We had a delicious dinner together, my wife and I. An at-home dinner? Or an at-home dinner. Mm. She made me a lovely steak, which was rare as hell. That is rare as hell that she makes you a nice steak. <laughs> <laughs> it was very reminiscent of the scene from From Hell. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, that's a, a bloody pretty, steak. Bloody steak. And then afterwards, things got freaky. A little bit freaky? A little bit freaky. <laughs> Just a little bit. Tiny bit freaky. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all that's happened, oh, well. I'll be honest with you. Um, anything else for your personal interaction? We're going to go out tonight. We've got a gig on. Yes, we're going to see the recovery band. Uh, Sean Walker, who's been on the uh, the podcast before. He was on the Skyrim episode and, in fact, last episode at the very end, if you listen carefully. His band are playing the ABC2 in Glasgow. Headlining me. Headlining it. So we're going to go along to that. Mm-hmm. We're going to go buck wild. Yep, we're absolutely going to go insane crazy mm-hmm. and tear it up from the floor up, something like that. I think so. I think I'm going to go into the circle jerk. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's what you need to do, the circle cool. jerk. Uh, cool. That's about it for personal interaction, I think. Let's just put that to one side then. That's not what people listen for. They listen for news and games <laughs> talk. Well, before we get into any news, mm-hmm. how about you tell me what you've been playing? All right, Phil. We'll no what we've been playing, and then we'll talk about some of the demos. Yes. Because I'm classing them as separate. I have also classed them as separate. So, one point, Obsessed. I am obsessed. Obsessed with games being remade in high definition. It's great though. And Howard Donald. I love it and stunning Howard Donald. It's I got Metal Gear Solid, the HD collection. Nice. 
Uh, missing the first game for some reason. The first game is not on the discs. No. So no. would you get you get two, three, two, and three Peace Walker, and Peace Walker, and Sean Walker, <laughs> uh, which has never been on the PS3. It's a PSP game. They've scaled it all up and it's meant to look nice. I've not played it yet. Mm. I went on and played three, right? Uh, because that's my favourite, and I wanted to see quickly how it looked, and ended up playing it for like two hours. Um, and it's it's like the Ico Shadow of the Colossus collection. Your mileage will vary, Phil, mm. uh, depending on whether you're a fan of the series. If you've played it before, it's a real treat to see this thing in stunning Howard Donald, seeing it all run you know, really nicely and smoothly. If you haven't played the game before, be prepared for two main things. One, it's, that one this one stands the test of time a bit more because it's the, the cutscenes. Cut Three? Scenes. What are we talking about? And uh, all the games. In okay. all the Metal Gear games, they all have the same common things that people might get pissed off with, which is the cutscenes which are very long and frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, sometimes they're just, you know, they're all well done and they're mostly well voice acted, but they can drag, especially if you're not a big story person in your games. Like I know you're not like me. You may just skip it all through. And, you know, I, I enjoy watching the cutscenes, but I've seen them all before. So let's, let's just get through those pretty quick. Uh, the other thing that is slightly less forgivable is the controls. And they mm. take a lot of getting used to it. And you'll end up getting killed definitely a few times just by you want to run somewhere and your character just lies down and crawls. Oh, and you're like, always drives me nuts. I don't want to do that, Snake. Stop it, Snake. Jump. Oh, I, can he? Oh, can he, mate? Um, you get used to it, but it's no, it's not intuitive at all. I've played Metal Gear 3 on the PlayStation 2 maybe through a couple of times. Yet at the very start of the game, there's a moment where you're going across a rope bridge mm-hmm. and you can fall off it. And you think to yourself, I'm falling, I'm off, I'm, I'm hanging on this rope bridge. Intuitively, you press X to climb back up. That means let go. Cool. And there's not as if there's any sections where you're climbing that you need to let go. <laughs> so why is there even a fucking button for letting go? Um, Maybe it's just Snake's had enough. Yeah. I mean, I nearly had enough. I mean, the controls get better as the series goes on, but it's still not great. So to wrap up, fans get a wee treat. Okay. New players might want You might want to temper your expectations for that's fair enough. Before you're taking a leap of faith with something like this. Amazing. But there we go. 30 minutes, like 30 quid as well. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a bit much for money for old Joe. But Do you not worry with the HD games? Because Shadow Colossus and Ico did drop relatively quickly. It came down to 20 quid on the... It's even available online now on the PSN. I think for a tenner. Yeah. So, sale. so, I mean, I don't really... In a way, I like... This is something I'm going to bring up a little bit later when we're talking about Asura's Wrath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think... I prefer just if I want it, just buy it. Support something that you like. Yeah, I guess. You know, so I guess. Um, the other thing I've been playing a lot of, I'm not going to go too much into it, is Mass Effect Two. Uh, I bought that. Thought didn't like it the first time I played it. No. And then thought I'll get another chance before the third one comes out. Exactly. I've also been replaying it yeah. in preparation for the third one. And uh, I've played a few other Bioware games since then. Mm-hmm. You're a no. big fan of Dragon Age. Too. I really was, and uh, I went back into this selected a female character now this time and I'm loving it I'm playing it through really really enjoying it I'm looking to get this completed before the third one comes out mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely great and I don't know why because I take a lot of things like art direction in games and the way things are drawn and I love all that kind of stuff and it's so rich and it's so colourful and so well made I don't know why I didn't like it the first time around it's weird but um, mm-hmm. yeah so I'm right into that and the last thing I'm going to quickly touch on is the Sega Dreamcast collection, which appeared in the play pack on On Life. Mm, yes, it did. And a surprising edition, all of a sudden, it just kind of showed up, and you're like, what? It's a Valentine's Day surprise. Yeah, what's the, what's the 
Sega Dreamcast collection doing on online. It's the equivalent of just giving you a big smooch. A a big lovely kiss from Bruce G. Uh, <laughs> so you get Sonic Adventure DX, Sega Bass Fishing, uh, Crazy Taxi and Space Channel 5. All relative stinkers. Yeah, I like the Bass Fishing. I like Crazy Taxi. There you go. Um, but still a welcome addition. They're all fun to play for like five minutes. Jump on. It's in the play pack, so if you're a subscriber, costs you nothing to jump in and uh, give it a shot. So, aye. It's also a nice direction as well. If OnLive can get hold of you yeah. know, other consoles, back catalogues, then... I'd be happy to see them bring out a lot of Dreamcast stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like a wee game of Power Stone on the go, I'd be quite happy. A wee game of Choo Choo Rocket. A wee game of Choo Choo Rocket, mm-hmm. maybe not. But anyway, never mind what I'm playing. Phil, what are you playing? I know you're the best subject today. Stuff that oh, I've been doing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Is this, some kind, is this some kind of a joke? No, not at all, on you go. Listen, man, I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Horrors of great stuff. Uh-huh. I've taken that upon myself. That's <laughs> <laughs> enough. <laughs> I've taken that upon myself this month to catch up a whole back catalogue of stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's been a lot of good sales and things. Okay. So I've been scooping up all the games that I've either missed or that I maybe didn't have time or inkling to play when there was other good okay, titles okay, out there. Okay, well, on me, brother. So, first of all, Two that I'm going to focus on. Mm-hmm. The Adventures of Tintin, The Tan. Secret of the Unicorn. Tantan. Tantan. Uh, again, speaking as a fan of Tintin, mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot of people are going to completely bypass this game yes. if you're not a big fan of Tintin. Luckily, I am. Yeah. But we also played this very briefly. I don't know if you did the, the Eurogamer I watched people play it. Um, I, I do like the look of it. It's a kind of 2D platformer with mm-hmm. 3D with elements. 3D kind of visuals. There is... The platforming sections in it are pretty good, mm-hmm. really great, but there are other sections of it that do break up the action in yeah. the platforming sections, but aren't quite as tight right, as okay. the platforming sections. So there's bits where you're flying, mm-hmm. there's bits where you've driving a motorbike with a sidecar, oh, and, and you've got to shoot things as like they come the and go. Exactly, I don't know. I haven't seen the film. Might have ruined it slightly. You haven't seen the film? I haven't. I thought, I mean, I've, I'm not as much, I do like Tintin, but not as much as you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have thought you'd have seen Beyond Straight this. up, nobody would go with me. Everyone is that afraid of how it looks. Who did I see it with? I have no idea. I think I maybe have gone myself. Well, you could have gone with me, if only you'd said. If only I'd said. Uh, <laughs> but the level design <laughs> and the platform sections are extremely good mm-hmm. for what is ostensibly a kiddie movie tie-in game. Do you think the other sections are a bit tacked on? They're not necessarily tacked on, because let's say they do break up the action a Mm. little bit, but they're just not quite as tight. There's uh, sword fighting moments as well when you have uh, these uh, flashbacks to uh, Captain Haddock's ancestors fighting on a ship and things like that, which are quite cool, but Mm. they don't really work in the way you'd expect. There's a lot of move elements in the game. None of them are in the actual one-player they're all in the challenge mode. Okay. So I believe you can use the move controls for the sword fighting in the challenge modes. Right. But not in the one player game. Things just went, you need to put move into this game. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to stick this in at the very last minute. Christ, why did he even bother with the move anymore? I don't know. I, I, was, quite, I, I was excited. I plugged it all in. I was mm. ready to go. And then didn't actually need it. I'm yeah. like, why isn't this working? I'm really close to getting that medieval moves on Game Station for like seven quid. Yeah. It looks all right, eh? It looks pretty metal. It does. Absolutely. Um, the multiplayer in the game is again supposed to be really good for right. a for a, a movie tie-in game, but I didn't get an opportunity to play it because nobody played with me. Is, wah, it, wah, on, wah, wah, wah. is it online? It's not. It's local. Uh, it's local cooperative. Okay. It's can not. Stop about the game because we can try it. Absolutely. Let's do it. We'll give it a bash. 
it's not the longest of games. Mm. I think I played through it in about four hours. Mm. Uh, but what is there is great, very tight, voice acting's very cool, mm-hmm. all looks fairly impressive. Yeah. And it's a good example of you know, one of these games that would ordinarily just be chugged out. Yeah, it's a movie licensed title. It's down to like fifteen quid now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's perfect if you want a wee platforming game. Bits of it will make you laugh. The main baddie's called Alan. Yeah, that's pretty fun. It is. It's good just to see somebody be really angry at somebody called Alan. Much like my, much like my real life. Yeah. My name is just called Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. But yeah, ten ten. Thumbs up. Cool. <laughs> right. Well, you know, thanks for that, Phil. It's quite alright. I've got another one. Christ, here we go. You're going to love this one. If you weren't excited enough about the idea of a 10-10 game, mm-hmm. get ready for Bridget. Oh, now let's say Bridge Space It. Yeah, Bridge It. It's not the woman's name, It's Bridget. not a woman's name. What was the name of the woman that used to do the AOL, AOL adverts? Connie. <sighs> yeah, I, I, she was found dead inside the 56K movie recently. <laughs> it was in the front page of The Sun. But, um, yeah, because uh, when you were saying to me a couple of weeks ago or whatever, when it came in on live, you were like, oh, I'm playing a lot of Bridget. And I was like, Bridget? Who the fuck is Bridget? Who is Bridget? Is she beautiful? Who is Bridget? Can I get with her? Bridget is a bridge building simulation game. <laughs> yes, it sounds right. good. Already it sounds fantastic, yeah. doesn't it? It's really, really stripped down and bare. Right? We're going to be letting these know the winner of the competition later on, so please stay on. <laughs> <laughs> please hang about. Uh, At its roots, however, it is a very good puzzler. Because mm-hmm. you, basically you're given, in each scenario... Uh, a gorge yeah. of some nature that you must fill the gap. You're given various materials mm-hmm. uh, in which you must fill the gap with a lovely looking bridge. Mm-hmm. The bridge must function to specification. Okay. So you'll either have kind of road traffic using it mm-hmm. or heavier uh, vehicles like trains and stuff. Yeah, I saw someone on the arena playing it and they were trying to get a train across. Yeah. And I watched it for a good maybe 20 minutes and they could not do it. <laughs> it is really frustrating at times, but when you get it right, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're, you're, you build up your bridge and then you hit the simulate button which will add all the real world effects like gravity and things like that. physics to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you'll see your bridge just slowly tumble to the ground <laughs> the first eight times that you've tried it. But when you can press different visual overlays that will mm. show you the stresses that are yeah. affecting different parts of the bridge. So if you want to, you can go back and adjust things or reinforce different parts of the bridge okay. to make it a little bit stronger. And then once you've got it so it stays up mm-hmm. enough, then you hit play and it will start to run the scenario of either traffic yeah. or the train going across it. And again, you'll see the stresses starting yeah. to play on the bridge. It's really nerve-wracking at times because yeah. you spend ages building this goddamn yeah. bridge and then all of a sudden a train will ha- halfway across it and it will just tumble just to tumble. the ground. But in terms of puzzlers, it's nicely kind of serene mm-hmm. and chilled out. It's part of the on-life play pack again. So if you are... Or maybe if you're going to be mm-hmm. using one of our exciting competition yeah. things that are coming up later, part of the online play pack, uh, then is one of the better puzzlers that's on there at the yeah. moment. Uh, I, I mean, the only reason that I've not played it is because being my laptop is decrepit and horrible. Uh, I think I'm operating maybe just slightly outside mm. the tiny, minuscule minimum requirements that online requires. <laughs> So it runs like a bit of a dog when yes, I'm playing. Yeah, it doesn't uh, when I'm playing through utilize the, PC. the gamepad. Uh, yeah, you, you have, you, to, you have to play this game through the PC, which is slightly annoying. But Or Mac. Or Mac, if that's still for fuck's sake. But yeah, um, it looks good. I see I watched a, a few people playing it on the arena through OnLive, which again is one of the best things about OnLive. If you, don't, if you think, well, I get this game, you can actually watch people play it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it looked fun. I'm sure I had a very similar game on my last phone. Obviously, not nowhere near as, uh, mm-hmm. as you know, in depth, in depth, but it was a very similar concept. But yeah, no, it looks good. I think I may give it a shot. Just wait till you get on suspension bridges. Nope, I will oh, not wait. Oh, it's a nightmare. You know me. How long have you known me now? I never wait for suspension bridges. <laughs> Keep me in suspenders. Oh. Uh, other points to note that I want to bring up from mm-hmm. my collection of games that I scooped up. I like your finger in there, there for the, the people at home. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to bring up a couple of points here, Gav. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. I was too harsh on Dead Island. I don't think you were. I was. I was too harsh on it. Since I've rebought it, mm-hmm. I've got a lot more time to play it. There isn't this slew of other games beating down the back of my head. There too. was a lot at the time. Uh, that game's great. Yeah. It is great. It just needs a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But there are bits in it that are just frantic and fun and lopping the heads off zombies never gets old. Mm. At the moment, I have a machete mm. with a battery attached to it. Just so it electrocutes as it slices through that's, heads. That's a pretty nice combo. Exactly. The Fist of the North Star game, <laughs> okay. whilst being dreadful, mm-hmm. is hilarious at points. Mm-hmm. Just torrents of gore. Nice. You basically turn into giant blisters of blood <laughs> on impact and they explode all over the screen. Other point to note, uh-huh. the argument about Final Fantasy thirteen being too linear, because mm-hmm. I decided to play that through again, because yeah, yeah, so thirteen two is yeah. out. The argument about it being too linear is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The argument should be that it's really, really boring for a long period of time and then all of a sudden will get really, really exciting okay. at the drop of a hat. Nice. It's like a Michael Ball show. Exactly like a Michael Ball show. When he takes off those trow. Ball show. <laughs> <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, people. Mass Effect 2. Yes, you've been Mass Effect that. 2 point. Still a good game, but I cannot get Kelly to sleep with me no matter how many times that I tell her that I would embrace her. Do you know, I don't know how long I'm into Mass Effect. I think only maybe about seven hours into Mass Effect 2. Mm. Uh, I've not had anything resembling an inkling of uh, desire from any of my crewmates. And I don't know if it's because I'm a woman and I can't think like one of those crazy women. But um, It's because you're evil? It's because I've went a little bit evil and I've also I've made a woman like... What about a, Jack? Does Jack not like that? Like baldy Jack? A big crazy tattooed baldy Jack. Maybe she might. I might try and press it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I was very nice to Jack. I was like, she wants to see my files? I'll let her see my files. Don't be nice to her. I'm going to be extra nice to her. Shoot her mean and keep her keen. No way. I'll be shoot her mean and keep him keen and flick the bean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Demos then, what demos have you played this month? Let me tell you, you mother... I've been playing right. Asura's Wrath. Yes. Asura's Wrath, uh, when the Tech, first... also played Tech. Nice. Tech. Uh, they revealed, the developer said before the demo came out, this isn't going to be the all-out action brawler that we thought, that, that you the, thought it would that be. That Phil really hoped it would be. I, that I also thought it would be. Um, it's more... An interactive film experience with some gaming elements peppering it as it goes along. And it sounds terrible, but I actually haven't had as much fun in a long time playing a computer game as I did playing the demo for that. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, You know how I feel about quick time events. Yep. I hate them. Mm-hmm. absolutely hate them. I don't understand the purpose in building a game. This game's a perfect example of mm-hmm. it. This game looks amazing, mm-hmm. and there's so much action going on, on the screen at once. And then they say, don't look at that, look at these buttons. Yeah. Which just frustrates the hell out of me straight the off the bat. That I think, though, is that you can't convey certain things, like the crazy cinematic action that that game's got. Mm-hmm. You can't have it as a normal game where you're pushing button, you know, square to punch and all that, because it has to be directed in a certain way. Yes. But I understand things flashing up on the screen, press this, press this. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other way you would do it. No, but we're not game designers. But we're not game designers. 
but I get the impression of that game I'd have more fun watching you play it than I would mm. playing it myself uh, the game itself seems to be about a guy who gets beat up quite a lot mm-hmm. and then goes mental about that Aye. well he's Aye. already going mental about his daughter who Aye. has had her power sucked Something I, I, I don't even pretend to know what the story is about uh, and then he goes mental and he beats people up mm-hmm. it's all insanely scripted there's all these amazing set pieces it's like a Dragon Ball Z style just everything's crazy it's very frantic and very, very frantic. over the top yep and, but the thing is I think even with the the quick time events they're handled in such a way at certain points where you just feel like you've got a little bit more control than you actually do and you know things like pressing the two sticks together when you press them both together hands come up and like slap yeah. to get, grab a sword out of the way or um, but the demo itself has got two parts outside of the quick time events it's got like a, a sin and punishment style on rails mm-hmm. uh, that was better yeah. where you're dodging things and shooting things uh, and then there's also a second part which is more of a straight up brawler which is more kind of just fighting one on one with a boss which worked okay some bits were quite frustrating but they did have quick time event elements throughout it but I completely turned around on it I was no interest after they said that it was going to be this big quick time event style thing I still love games like like Dragon's Lair which is yeah essentially a big one big quick time event uh, this is a lot more sort of intricate than that but even though as I was talking about earlier I know it's going to drop in price really quick they've pushed it back it was meant to be out already or maybe next week mm-hmm. and they've now pushed it back to the same week as Mass Effect 3 yeah so that's... nobody's going to buy it <laughs> it's going to be a giant nail in this coffin even me who was like I'm definitely going to buy this game I'm willing to drop 40 quid on this game because I want to support something that I think is a bit different well did you see the thing that they released today that uh, was obviously try to garner a little bit more interest in it because they mm. just released a picture and said nothing else really about it right. but uh, Ryu from Street Fighter is going to be in one of the DLC packs wow. in some capacity nice I didn't see that at all which is going to be very cool yeah but the thing is Ryu from Street Fighter is going to still be in the DLC two months from now when the game's <laughs> dropping price but again it's that thing do I support do you support a game that you want to see more of mm-hmm. do I necessarily want to see more of this type of thing is it nice just to have something come every so often that is like this yes not all the time. I don't want to give the impression that I'll really want to play loads of these kinds of games. Because you don't. Because I don't. No. I think maybe I'll wait till it's about 30 and then I'll drop my money on it. Well, that's fair point. Fair point. The Darkness 2? Darkness 2, yes. I, did, I didn't actually write notes. Did I? Hold on a sec. No, I didn't write notes in the Darkness 2. No. But I did play it. Darkness 2 is a sequel, obviously, to the original Darkness game, but it's made by a completely different studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a first-person shooter based on the comic book series. Yep. It is has a really nice. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Has mm. a really nice visual style to it. I don't want to call it cell shaded because it's not. Notes on my phone, mate. Notes on his phone. While I was playing the game, I was pausing it and writing notes for the podcast. Dork. Uh, <laughs> I like to think I'm dedicated. That's maybe the term. Uh, the the demo starts off in a kind of you're being tortured yeah you're, you're, <laughs> you're sort of crucified on that. yeah and you're getting flashbacks to this scene where you're you know being uh, attacked in a restaurant mm-hmm. and you're fighting off people and it slowly works you through all the powers yeah and it has uh, quad wielding quad wielding as they call it <laughs> which is enough to get me interested already yeah. I'm like, quad so you've got your two hands and then you've got these sort of the, the main thing in the game is you've your character sold the soul he's got these powers mm-hmm. demonic powers and it creates these sort of tendrils that come out of him and you can use those to beat people up and slash them, pick them up and bits of the environment and throw them at people, yeah. pick up things to use as shields. I mean, and things it's like all that. ridiculously violent. Yes. It's very, very visceral. You're just like tearing people apart and cutting them in half, taking the heads off, eating the hearts out of their body. 
I mean, that's it's the, ticking all my boxes. The good. first thing that said, and when the, the game's loading up and you know, it gives you little tips at the bottom, it's like you might want to eat some human hearts to regain your health. And you're like, of course you do. Well, of course you do. <laughs> that's the kind of game that this is. Straight <laughs> off the bat, that gives you a really good idea. And it's it seems like you know they're going for this. It's like mob bosses, and uh, it feels like it's trying to be like the Godfather meets. Like yeah, the Exorcist or something like that, mm-hmm. and it just feels more like Fear Three meets Kane and Lynch Two. <laughs> it's that kind of level of quality. I think it's, it's still a good game. I'll probably end up buying it, but it's you still feel it's not quite as polished as no, absolutely other not. things that you played recently. Not. But in terms of the art style that they've used, really colourful, really colourful, really nice. It's similar to the Borderlands kind of cel shadedness. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's the thing that the developer was taking great pains Don't to call say. it. Don't cel-shaded. call it that because it's, it's not. not. It's hand animated, and you're like, is it? But that's cool. I really mm-hmm. like that. I'm really into that. Apparently, it is again really short. Mm-hmm. The one player yep. campaign you can fire through. It's apparently shorter than the last Modern Warfare game, which is only about five hours. Yeah, I mean that's going to be because no one's really going to be sticking about for the multiplayer. No, and I wonder who's really sticking about for the single player either. No, I think it's more of a rental than it is yes. a buy. Yes, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's got all the different skill trees. You can update your guy. You can get all these different powers. It's quite funny in places. It's, you know, you've got a little kind of punk goblin who helps you out. I saw him taking a wee on somebody. He took a whiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think another another price drop effort. I imagine yes. it's going to drop pretty quickly as well. Speaking of price drop efforts, Gav, mm-hmm. Kingdoms of Alamar Reckoning. Oh, wait till I tell you about this game. Wait till I find my notes on my phone. <laughs> there you go. One swipe up, mate. Nice. Go ahead. Kick off. Right off the bat, it gave me, as soon as you start the demo, mm-hmm. Kingdoms of Amalur. It gives you armor and items for use in Mass Effect Three. Yes. And you're like, right, okay. I'm cool. already using the Dragon Age armor in Mass Incentive. Effect Two. <laughs> Incentive. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, initially, it started off. I thought very reminiscent. Oh, in tone to Mass Effect. Uh, sorry, to uh, Dragon Age Two. Mm-hmm. A strong splash of Fable. Absolutely. There's a lot of Fable in that game. If you like Fable, you're probably and you want something like a little bit more action oriented and with less charm. And with a lot, a lot <laughs> less charm. Um, but it's it's colourful, but it's very generic, high fantasy stuff that you've probably seen a million times elsewhere, and it's just not. It's in no way does it inspire you. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's cool, man. I really want to see more of this. You're just like, oh, I I don't know. I initially I felt kind of similar. I thought this is far too generic for me to be interested after having the beast that was Skyrim just yeah. a couple of months ago. But the more I played of it, the more I was like, I could get into this. I'm fine with a fantasy setting. I could probably yeah. there was enough stuff to pick up mm-hmm. of which there was a lot. Yeah. Uh, the weapons and everything looked fairly cool. There was enough of a difference in mm-hmm. the weapons, but it is it's like a daft or dragon. It's Dragon yeah. Age two with more of a sense of humour, well, but without being funny. Yeah, well, that's it's, it's not actually. <laughs> I think for me, it feels like it would. If I bought it, it would just be to pass time. Yes. It's just literally to wait until something else comes out. There's a slight hint of desperation behind the game as well. Have you seen all the stuff about... Yeah, don't, com- don't wait until don't it drops. Wait, please, no. please so don't wait. If you want to see more it's really fair generic games... to stand by your product, mm-hmm. but at the same time... Yeah. I mean, the, the, intro, the intro when you go into the demo is very long and uh, it gets you into character creation. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting something a lot more robust than it was. It was very simple, the character creation. There wasn't a lot of options for making your guy. So mine kind of ended up like a very metal Bob Carroll G's. <laughs> uh, next to sort of Triple H and uh, yeah it just because your guy just your guy never speaks yeah in the game it's not like in, in sort of other kind of like Bioware games you know you'll, you'll pick an option and you guy be like well why wasn't I informed of this you, you'll just select an option and the person will answer straight away mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like your guy's just some sort of dumb mute 
guys who just is standing there where things are happening, you're just standing there dumbstruck, like like oh. Link, like Link. <laughs> I think it is. It's an extremely entry level fantasy game. Mm-hmm. It's if you if Dragon Age is a bit too uh, in depth for you. Yeah. Zelda's not enough. You've, uh, you've <laughs> played Zelda. You've played a bit of Fable. This will do next, and that's all it seems to be. I'm looking through my notes from like last time when I played it. It's like whether if it. It's, remember the Viking? Mm-hmm. It's like it's what it's what Viking was to Fable as this is to Skyrim in a way. It's just they're very yeah. different, game, but there's such a lack of real sh- real polish and quality there. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff there that I would like. I'll probably play through it and be reasonably content, but I certainly wouldn't be satisfied at the end of it. No. And again, I would only be playing it to pass time. I think maybe it was rushed out a bit to get it out before Mass Effect Three. Uh, but it's still too soon after Skyrim. Yep. For a high fantasy epic. No, it's far too soon. Yeah. Other demos. Other demos. Um, we played. I played through Gotham City Imposters just there. I haven't played any of that yet. Dude, Hit me. Idiot. Hit me. It's downloaded on the PS3. Idiot. Uh, it's great. It's like a fun Team Fortress Two meets Batman first person shooter team based. Mm-hmm. Um, you've all got different kinds of uh, players you can go as. You know, there's the usual kind of infantry, medic, all that stuff. It pits teams battling each other and it's like the Bats versus the Jokers who are these crew of just played off as if the teams are these kind of lovable misfits yeah. sort of thing. They're not like professional crime fighters in any way. They're just dudes. All the stuff is made up of like you know, homemade equipment. So they've got like, you know, boxes for helmets and, nice. and the like uh, homemade armour and it's all, they're all like, none of them are like buff guys. It's all like, you know, kind of fat guys running about. Dads. Dads, essentially. <laughs> uh, it's got all the kind of standard leveling you'd expect from like games like Modern Warfare and the like Battlefield but it's got all your different classes and all the different classes have different gadgets mm-hmm. so like some classes will have like kind of sort of one of them will have a glider which you've got vents in each level so when you jump over a vent it'll swoop you up into there uh, other ones will have roller skates so you're always on roller skates essentially and when you go off these ramps it boosts you across the level nice uh, really really cool and it reminds me a lot of Shadowrun in a way cool That's, we've been looking for a new Shadowrun we've been looking for a new Shadowrun and I think this might be it uh there's a lot to see and do in the demo, at least. You get an hour's worth of play through the trial. Right. So it keeps telling you you've got you know, 45 minutes, you've got half an hour left. Uh, there's lots of unlockables and different loadouts to try, loads of different weapons. It's funny. It take, it's a different look because you expect a Batman game, especially with the films these days, to just be really dark, brooding. Same with the games as well, with the, the previous games. ones. This is bright, colourful. It takes the piss out of itself uh-huh. in, a lot of, in a lot of ways, which is really cool. So I think I'll probably pick it up this weekend and give it a real try. And like, do you know how much it is off the top of your head? I think it's eleven ninety nine. Which initially when I went on, I was like, that's quite a lot of money for essentially a downloadable yeah. online show. But it has a lot of quality there and I've, I've certainly enjoyed it a lot more than I did like, you know, Battlefield and Modern Warfare when I was playing those. Uh whether or not and there's so much little DC, if you know your kind of DC comics, there's a lot of stuff in there, like little unlockables you can have to have as your wee emblem or you can have you've got certainly like a like a kind of card that's got your name on it, a mm. picture and then a little emblem hundreds of different wee images you can get and you're like oh cool Deathstroke I'll take that you know and nice so yeah really really good especially if you like your comics I'll be into that Gav I'll, I'll be, be scooting that up uh, is there any other demos you've been playing? I think that's it for me have you got any others? the only one I want to mention is Shank 2 mm. which I downloaded Shank 2 uh, I played the original Shank a while back I think I talked about it on a podcast maybe like early early on uh, and I wasn't too bothered with trying the demo because I felt I'd sort of had my fill of that kind of game Shank Shank uh, the original was great. Was Side school and yep, over the top kind of anime style beat em up. Yep, really, really fluid, really good. But I felt 
you know, that's me. I don't really fancy playing it right now. But Boldham got the better of me, so I downloaded it, tried it, and I'm really glad I did. It improves on the first game in every way, like a, like a good sequel should. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game was this kind of fluid 2D beat-em-up, slash-em-up even, mm-hmm. where uh, you performed all these insanely violent combos on people, all on your enemies. You're mixing it up between your melee, your gunplay, a really distinct look and feel to it. And everything's smoother in this one. The combos work better. It looks better. The cutscenes are animated much better. You know, the first one was this sort of almost like it was done in Flash and animated. Probably was just this these static images moving. You know, like they've moved the arm, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, this just looks so much better, and uh, it's everything a sequel should be. So I'll end up getting this as well, probably. Jeez, I was going to be spending a fortune. Gotham City Impostors and Shank Two this weekend. <sighs> Put my money where my mouth is. Bold choices, Gav. That's what I like to hear. Bold choices, bold podcast. How about? We hit up some news and you play us in using that microphone. Okay. That microphone, that xylophone. That's microphone, yeah. That's the one. Do you like news? I knew you did. Excellent. So with February, Gav, comes the PlayStation Vita. Yes. Finally. Thank goodness. Finally, the new oh, PSP has we've waited hit the so long. It's and we come so far. Ooh, a little taste <laughs> of Gavin's singing voice there. Um, what are your thoughts so far on the PlayStation Vita? Oh, um, I played the PlayStation Vita at the Eurogamer Expo, and I was like, "It's fine. Yes, it's nice. It feel, felt a bit light." Mm-hmm. But they said they'd fix that. Uh, I played Wipeout, and it felt like Wipeout. I didn't get to see any of the other features, which I thought was a bit daft on their part. Yes, if you've got a lineup of games coming out, which is essentially games that everyone's played already, let them see the rest of the console and what it can do. But this seems to be the most, the least inspiring launch I've ever come across. I have literally no interest in getting it. <laughs> um, even if a console doesn't have many games on launch, mm-hmm. like the 3DS is a great example of this. It came out with literally nothing worth yes. getting, but we still bought it because yes. we knew there'd be stuff coming up on this. I don't know. I don't know if I care that much. It's because I can't think of that many truly inspiring titles that ever came out in the PSP. Mm-hmm. Well, there's exactly. there's a lot of good games on it yeah. but nothing that you're like this is the must have this is a reason to buy a PSP when you got your PSP Go mm-hmm. you got those 10 free games yes I, I, arguably the 10 best games pretty much and even then I was like that's a great deal the problem with Sony Portable seems to be that they just bring out dumbed down versions of PS3 games or PS2 games or PS2 games that seems to be the problem with this is like the Uncharted game is a dumbed down version of Uncharted which yeah. we've all played and who really wants that? Nobody. You want a good version of Uncharted. Exactly. I mean, I think, as I've got down here, saying about mobile and handheld gaming's evolved now, mm-hmm. thanks to the iPhone, thanks to Android devices, where gaming on the go isn't pulling out your PlayStation no. Vita or pulling out your 3DS. It's about a quick game that you can just chug away on, and that's fine. Just a distraction, a wee quick game. You don't want to be sitting playing Uncharted or something like that. I, I certainly don't really, unless I was in my house, yeah, which negates the entire point because I've got Uncharted, a better version, in my house. I would say that Nintendo always have the argument that their primary market is going to be kids, mm-hmm. young kids. New consumers. Whereas the PlayStation Vita is not aiming for them. No. And everybody they are aiming for has probably got an Android or an iPhone already. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, we've discussed it before, how the, the portables might be a bit of a dying art. Yeah. But this just seems to further confirm it. Well, and like you say, it isn't exactly a major impact being made. In fact, in the States, 
they're already having two for one sales in the games yeah. in the same week that the console's been launched. Yeah. I mean, there's games out now. You can buy games for it in America uh-huh. and the console's not out. Uh-huh. I don't understand that. <laughs> but, but I think, seeing even then, outside, if you've got your handheld consoles and you've got your iOS device or your Android device, whatever, if you're going on longer journeys, you might require, you know, you might need a meteor experience. Like mm-hmm. I might want to play Uncharted when I've got this long train journey or something. But even then, the Vita's battery life doesn't lend itself to that because even with no 3G or Wi-Fi, no sound and default brightness, you're only going to get four to five hours of play out of it. Right. That's the max you're going to get. So if you're going on a long journey, you're fucked anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Part of me obviously still wants one out of curiosity. It's just new and I want it. Yes. But I, I would, that's what I felt about the 3DS and that's a lot to do with why I bought it. Mm-hmm. When they dropped down the price, I went, great, I'll buy that. For what? I don't know. But this, even then, if they bring the price right down, there'll be a lot of... I'll be like, I don't know. It's kind of saddening, though, for a whole new console to come out. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, "Mm, I don't even care. It might surprise us, and later, something might come out. But it's not like the the PSP ever surprised us. No, that's true. I've been through two different... I've got the original PSP, and now I've got PSP Go. Mm -hmm. And still, it kind of languishes in a draw somewhere. And I doubt... The Vita doesn't even have... Like, the 3DS makes you carry it about because it's got all this background stuff going yeah. on where you're collecting play coins by walking and then mm-hmm. using it in the end and the games are built into the, f- the firmware. Via doesn't even have that. No, it's, as you say, the marketing towards people who necessarily don't care about it. Yeah. But then again, you see people on Twitter, I mean, the PS access rooms that they were doing, they've all been very successful and they're retweeting all the people who like the Vita they say it's a great system whether those people go on to buy it is a completely separate issue Yeah, but it's an impressive wee bit of kit when you're playing it you're like yeah this is quite cool I like this it feels nice it's just the games aren't do you remember when the original DS came out Sony came out and said uh, the motion controls were fads they were, yeah. they were a fad and this was never going to be something that would drive forward games and yeah. then all of a sudden they've brought out a console with touch controls mm-hmm. on it and from what I've seen all the touch control and from what I played the I played the Uncharted game yeah. the all the touch controls felt extremely tacked on unnecessary yeah. like the original DS games did mm-hmm. like, you would this think isn't needed the amount of time that they've had to since the DS has come out yeah the amount of time they've had since then mm-hmm. to make the make it seem natural to use a touch screen which it is now for so many people to use a touch screen my little brother He's got a little. He's got a phone, mm-hmm. which is not touchscreen, but he'll still occasionally touch the screen. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you expect now any screen to be touchscreen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you think by now they would have found a way to make it intuitive, and they just haven't. It's as well, like you say, about having all this time behind them to try and tie things up a little bit better. You remember all the promises that were made about when you're playing Gran Turismo that mm-hmm. the PSP would act as your rearview mirror. Yeah, things like. That. None of these things have ever come to pass. These are all great ideas. I mean, it's even like in Gran Turismo. Remember they were saying about the PlayStation camera was going to going to see your head moving. Yeah, and you would look through the wind, you look through the the mirrors, and how it was terrible. Uh-huh. You think these are all great ideas, and I'd love to see them implemented, but I'd love to see them also carried on. Yes, not this is this didn't work, so we're stopping it. If there's an idea that somebody else puts out there on the internet that mm-hmm. they say this is quite cool, mm-hmm. then surely they must be able to take that idea mm-hmm. and make it into something usable. Absolutely. It's like every Nintendo peripheral. They bring out something, bring out two or three games, and they never see it again. Mm. It's that kind of mentality that I really dislike, and you think if only they had just stuck with it, who knows what we would be now. We'd all be controlling our consoles with bongos, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
The Vita, I mean, we can go through the games that are coming out for us. Let's, let's hear some of the games at least. Uh, Army Corps of Hell. I've not really seen much of that, I'll be honest. Asphalt Injection. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Dynasty Warriors game. Actually, better book appointment with the doctor now I think about it. <laughs> Escape Plan. These are all the launch titles, by the way. Yeah. F1 2011. Oh, I'll be getting that, Current. Mate. You can go. Uh, an F1 guy. <laughs> that guy that dates one of the pussycat dolls. Him off the Santander. Uh, <laughs> Gravity Rush. That doesn't look too bad. Gravity Rush looks alright. But again, I'm not buying a 200 odd pound console to play that. Exactly. Uh, everybody's Golf 6. Out of all the launch titles. It would be. It I would love, be Everybody's Golf. I love Everybody's Golf uh, World, World Tour. World Tour. Um, but it's not a ball grabber, is it? No, it did not grab my, my hanging naturals. Your little sack. Hustle Kings. Let me tell you about Hustle Kings on the PlayStation 3. It's dull. <laughs> Little Deviants. That doesn't look too bad either. Little Deviants looks, looks okay, okay, but Little Deviants seems to be the one in most of the deals that are out there at the mm. moment. There's, if, you, if you're a fan of UK hot deals, I don't mm. know if you go on that site a lot. I'm very occasionally. Most of the deals that are popping up for each other for curries and things mm. like that are all involving Little Deviants, so that's the game you're probably going to end up with. That's the Wii Sports of the... Uh, Luminous. Luminous. Electronic Symphony. Right. <laughs> Those games are alright, but you know. Uh, Michael Jackson, The Experience. Mm, that's not, I, I, you know, I may be tempted. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how, uh, what, what is that going to be? What is that going to be? I think it's just going to be videos of Michael's funeral. Tapping? Is it just going to be tapping along with the music? I hope so. It's not going to be singing. <laughs> it's not going to be dancing. How do you know? Because how, how does it see you dance? <laughs> You've got to put it on, the, on a table? Over Mate, there, I don't, or? as we said earlier, I'm not game designers. Mod Nation <laughs> Racers, another one of them. Past the blankets. <laughs> <laughs> Reality Fighters and Ridge Racer. Uh, Shinobido 2, Tales of the Ninja, so a generic ninja game. Like, this is uh, this is a lot of games that I don't want. So many, it's like, we're going to give you such a launch lineup. They're all going to be shit. <laughs> I can't think of a recent console that's come out with great launch titles. Top Derps is down as a working title on Wikipedia at the moment, but that was apparently out. Well, since I recently got into the Derps, mm-hmm. I'd be tempted. Imagine they could, you Would could you play, buy a £40 Darts game? If you could play Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Katamari game, which might be more interesting. Uh, there is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, I've got Possibly. that already, though. That might work on a, on a handheld. <laughs> yeah, depends on the online, how the online yes, works. absolutely. Uh, the Uncharted game, obviously, which... Not getting great reviews so far. No. Unit 13. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which looks vaguely interesting, but still not anything that's going to make me buy it. A virtual tennis game and a wipeout game. You feel almost as if it's a moot point going through launch titles because never in the history of a console have launch titles really been that good. At least certainly maybe in the last 15 years. I'm talking about the history. But, yeah, I mean, even like the original DS... Terrible launch lineup. Yeah, 3DS, terrible, terrible launch, launch lineup as well. So you can't really take the system on this, but it is very dry well, and very dull. What have they got to look forward to? I Who mean, knows? the 3DS, you at least had a Mario game. Yeah, and you used to like something like a Star Fox or something. Yeah, or a new Zelda game will be coming for yeah. it. A Metroid game hopefully will eventually God, come for it. I tell it. you, they better make a Metroid game. Uh, I'm choking for a new Metroid game. There are um, 25 titles now will come out in the US uh, and the UK. Uh, but none of them are inspiring enough to get me to drop the ridiculous price. It's I mean, like the games themselves, Uncharted's forty four ninety nine. It's a lot to drop on a game that you can get the better version 
for 24, 24 I guess, at the moment. You could probably get all three Uncharted games for that same price if you chopped about. Yeah, Everybody's Golf's 35 quid, which again... Everybody's Golf World Tour. I can't stress enough about Everybody's Golf World Tour, though. Everybody's Golf World it's Tour. A fantastic You've still got to buy another memory card on top of the actual console as which well. Which is a game's worth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, the 4 gigs, £20, 8 gigs, £31, 16 is £44.99. A lot of scratch. It's a lot of scratch. It is indeed. You get six AR play cards and three AR games with it. Table football, cliff diving and fireworks. Oh, well, there we go. Actually, I might just buy it then. Yeah. I'll just drop my money on that then. Exactly. I'll just drop my money on that then. It went on sale on Saturday in Japan mm-hmm. and they sold about 300,000 of them. Okay. But uh, most of the apparently there's already a lot of reports of the consoles freezing, others with kind of dead pixels and stains in the screen, and your Vita will also only work with one account. So oh, all right, well there we go. You can't really share one between the two of you. It's not perfect. It's probably not, and it's a shame because normally a new bit of kit gets me quite excited. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. But again, if they're going to pull this bogus rubbish on us. It all feels a little bit rushed and it all feels a little bit like we've got to get something out there real quick in a market where it's not particularly necessary anymore. Yeah, they've, they've, they've made this, they've, they've made the investment and then thought, oh, fuck. Oh, we can't go back on this. Oh, oh no. Oh, we're only kidding. They could, there's still time. It's not been, it's not come out in the US yet. I was only kidding. <laughs> it was just a joke. Right, other news. Let's go upbeat. Play as a jingle. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit upbeat music. Yeah, upbeat. Life is full of rubbish sometimes, but you gotta get some good news in ya. <laughs> Immediately after Skyrim was released, right, mm-hmm. the studio said to the design staff that worked on it, make whatever you like for this game and put it in. Okay. Right? And then at... Do, 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 where was it he showed it off at? There was a... At Dice 2012. Mm-hmm. The studio's uh, Todd Howard showed off an amazing highlight reel that was made up of all these different things that people were allowed to just put into the game. Okay. Just as a one-off. And he kind of said, this might make it light of day in the actual release at some point. We might do some as DLC. We might just patch some of it in. Mm-hmm. Watching the video is great. Yeah, I've not seen it. You I haven't seen, seen it. any of it? Nope. There's some really nice touches that people put in. Seasonal foliage. Mm-hmm. So you'll see leaves falling off the trees. Oh, and, that's nice. You know, snow actually falling rather than just being there. Uh, different weapons like spears, mm-hmm. kill cams, similar to Fallout 3 nice. for uh, ranged combat and magics. That's quite cool. Be good for my character, Phil. Uh, water arrows, things like that for more stealthy kills. Uh, building your own home, goblins, uh, being able to rave dragons. Ah. <laughs> goblins, pickle. <laughs> being able to rave dragons. Uh, connect enabled shouts. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Being able to ride the dragons. Exactly. That's bitching. Exactly. That's metal. Straight off the bat. Uh, better underwater visuals, because that was that quite was a, a thing. Yeah, about. that was a big thing for me. Uh, ice and fire arrows. Yeah, metal. Skill trees for being a werewolf. Metal. <laughs> <laughs> a werebear. <laughs> Cuddly. Becoming a flying vampire with minions. Fuck it. <laughs> An enormous mud crab and fat giants. <laughs> An enormous mud crab and fat giants is going to be my next band. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Enormous giants. It's always nice to see people have a little bit of fun and free reign with a game that they obviously love and have worked yeah. so hard on. But if any of that shit makes a light of day, 
<laughs> then I'll be so happy. Yeah, especially, especially the vampires with minions. Especially the enormous mud crab and fat giants. <laughs> no, Let's hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, please, <laughs> take your seats for the enormous mud crab and fat giants, please. <laughs> My baby don't mess <laughs> Mr. Randy Watson. Uh, yeah, how good is that? That's pretty sweet. Like The I video itself, you can watch it. I think it was a link on Kotaku that I watched it from, but... Uh, it's brilliant. Obviously, the, the community yeah. creation kits come out since as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more influx of community created yeah. stuff that's more PC based, obviously. But I saw a giant spider that was made to look like Spider Man. Nice. I was like, this is great. Well, that's, I Keep mean, building this shit. When you said to me, and you're, you're going to bring up these Skyrim mods, mm. and I've been cut off from games news at work in the last week. So I haven't had the chance to look at it. And I uh-huh. thought, Skyrim mods, Phil, I'm going to rip your throat out with my bare fingers. <laughs> Yawn. And now I'm like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, they're very they're very cool. Watch the video. I will. We'll watch it right after this. It's sound as a pound, mate. It better be. Uh, the, thing, the only other thing I wanted to bring up, oh, in fact, the Kickstarter stuff. Yes, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Hey. Ken Schaefer. Hey. The head of Double Fine Studios. Maker of... Above Average Games. Above Average Games. Day of the Tentacle. Uh, what was the one with the... Bonding Socket Rocket. Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend. <laughs> and the one with the little Russian dolls. That was Stacking. Stacking. Known for making these kind of... A niche. Bit offbeat, quirky yeah. sort of uh, titles. Yeah, they were looking for money to make their next game and they decided to go through Kickstarter. They decided to go for community sourcing. Yeah, because I mean, it's just it, it's an interesting way to see if a studio wants to get money, they don't have to go through a big publisher who's like, you need to change this, you need to change that. Yeah. We can get the money through our fans. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I mean, it works well because if you just, if, I think it's even if you pledge the smallest amount, you still get a copy for the game. So essentially you're buying the game that hasn't been yeah, made you're yet. you're buying it ahead of time. Um, but yeah, so for, if you don't know, Kickstarter is a website you go to and you people have different sort of projects and you can contribute, pledge money towards it. Mm-hmm. And for doing that, they give you rewards. So such as the game or a poster or you know promotional material. Signed artwork, something like that. That kind of thing. Uh, it's really, really cool. I mean, they made, they wanted $40,000 mm-hmm. and they made that in the first eight hours. Yeah. This is over a 30 day period you get this. Yes. Uh, and at the time of writing today, it was just under $2 million. They've broken all kinds of records in yep. terms of Kickstarter's uh, you know, incoming. Yeah. I mean, they say that with the extra cash, they can make this on more platforms, they can have it in more languages. It's all pretty cool. It's a different way to approach making a game. Mm-hmm. Like you say, it eliminates. At least fifty percent of the bullshit that might stop somebody's creative idea coming fully into fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Or I mean, people dipping their fingers in, or people changing parts that yeah. maybe don't need to be for it's the sake cle- of changing them. Yeah, they're clearly a very creative studio, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot behind them in terms of art and and even like sound design. And like, I'd really this will be a great opportunity for them to have complete free reign. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's going to be some sort of point and click style adventure game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd be very interested in it. The only thing that I really don't like is people's comments on it. Much like anything on the internet, there's always going to be bad comments. People are pledging their money to it, and but they're calling it, investing it. Mm-hmm. Now, Kickstarter don't call it this, Tim Schafer doesn't call it this. No, it's not investing. But the people who give their money are mm-hmm. like, I'm investing in this. No. no, you're not. You're actually just pledging the money. That's very dangerous to assume that because mm-hmm. folk are starting to act entitled. Like, I should be able to have input in this now that I've been given money. No, you shouldn't. You've got the wrong end of the stick. Pledging money isn't the same thing. Mm-hmm. And while you are getting something in return, like an investor would, 
it's a reward for it. You should be letting the studio make decent games as it's been making for years and having complete free reign yeah. and stop being a prick. <laughs> <laughs> There's a large difference than saying, you go ahead and make this and I'll fund it. Mm. Or, and then saying, but you should do it like this. Yeah. Because that's what they're trying to eliminate. Because what's going <laughs> to happen is, I imagine people are going to give this money, mm-hmm. the game's going to come out, mm-hmm. some people invariably won't like it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I paid money for this game. I deserve to be fucking compensated for this. I know what's going to happen. Absolutely. I mean, it is a bigger, a bigger risk. Mm-hmm. It's, a big, it's not necessarily... You're putting your faith in somebody, and somebody like Tim Schafer, who's a very publicly facing yeah, he's a very, creator. You know the guy. Mm-hmm. He's already made so many games you either like or you don't like. Yep. Uh, so you're putting your faith in him mm-hmm. before you see the product, which is completely different to how normal games work. Exactly, yeah. Because games like Starfield came out and it maybe didn't set the world alight. Brutal Legend seemed to be a different game for most of its production for and what it actually turned out was, to yeah. be something different again. So it is about faith and it is about support, mm-hmm. but it's a decent way of doing it. The Twisted Metal creator, what's his name? David Jaff? Yeah. David Jaffe, when he left uh, their studio immediately after Twisted Metal getting released. Yeah. Uh, is it even before it got released? Is it out here yet? I don't think so. I don't think it's out here yet. So before it even came out, they laid off most of that, which happens at the end of a game's run, yeah. obviously. It's they get not rid of all yet. Exactly. Uh, but he also jumped ship and said, that's me done with it. And he made a comment about how he was likely to go down the Kickstarter route in the first yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be that way. If you've got, I think, the way that it's different because, I mean, I've got a little bit of experience because I had a Kickstarter a couple mm-hmm. of months ago. We didn't make it because we just didn't have enough people that were interested in it and that's mm. just how it works it seems to be that if you are well known yes and probably don't need the money yeah it's likely you're going to get it because people are just going to as, as it putting their faith in not the product but the people making the product uh-huh. and that's the important thing I think is to go you've got a good track record I'm going to give you my money yeah and that's a great way to do it so if Jack can get on it and if he can do well, then I think Jeff's going to have a harder time with it. Obviously, he's, he's not as beloved with, as uh, not as beloved. I think he might think he is though. Mm. But Twisted Metal, not one of those games that set me alight. Did you see the thing though about uh, the man who did uh, the Crank, the director and writer of Crank, is getting the Twisted Metal uh, movie? That's interesting. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, but I don't think he's going to have quite as much success as he thinks he's going to have if he goes directly to this route. Yeah, and I wouldn't start up a company. With this as your primary focus, it's no, not. No, no, I wouldn't. The most stable. You want to get. I mean, the foundation thing, to build your. Thing with or? Double Fine is they've got a, a, a legacy, if you will, behind them of games that have done well. Tim Schafer's got a list of games that people really love, irrespective of whether or not they're actually that great, like Psychonauts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. People love those things, so they will fall over themselves to try and fund. I think as well, as long as you've got. The financial back it. If you left and started up your own company and said, "This is how we're going to fund all our games," yeah. Compared to having a company that's already established and getting funding elsewhere, mm-hmm. the fact that he can Tim Schafer can now say, "I raised this without you guys," yeah, puts more pressure on them to support. Oh, absolutely, him. yeah. They go next time, next time round. Yeah, we'll, we'll play less of a part in this. Absolutely, we'll give you the money and we'll step back yeah. maybe a little more. Whereas, yeah, like I said, if you're just going to go all out in this department, but you think. Of- even that with Jash, if he takes that that way, his game bombs. Yeah. Then you can't do it again, can you? Because mm-hmm. who's going to invest in a company who made one shit game based on yeah people who have spent it's wasted their money? Great backup if you can have it. Yeah. But 
I wouldn't rely on it. It's so more. Of, it's a parachute film. It's a parachute. But it'll be very interesting to see what comes of it. Did you pledge towards it? Did I? Hell, no one <laughs> invested in my Kickstarter. <laughs> That's not true. I did, buddy. I, people, you know, my, my closest friends did. <laughs> so anyway, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. I think, was earlier in the month there was the Ubisoft did some work on their UPlay servers. Yeah. Which resulted in some system downplay and left quite a few of their big titles unplayable mm-hmm. for a period Assassin's Creed Might and Magic Settlers were all offline for a period Steam also had uh, a period of being knocked out due to a power failure and they're also saying it's got something to do with a security risk that they had a while back okay. in November uh, obviously with more services like this being tied in an online function mm-hmm. online as well is a perfect example yep. how important is it that there has to be some form of backup for these things well that, I mean you think to yourself as we were joking about earlier on before we started recording on life goes off what are they going to do to let me still play my games it's, there's, it's nothing gone. it's gone the games yeah. are off the only thing that if you've got an internet outage it's not the end of the world unless it's the end of the world <laughs> so <laughs> if you're playing your games you can't, oh I can't play my games on online for a couple of hours I'll get over it mm. kind of thing but it is still a pain in the arse if, if you create something like Ubisoft did with Uplay, mm. which does have a lot of holes in it and yeah. it isn't a perfect service, to then say, right, we're going to fix it now, but we're going to render a lot of stuff unplayable while we fix it, yeah. isn't great. It's not great, but I think the rational mind would say, then, great, I can't play my games for a couple of hours, but I'll get a better service at the end of it. If it was Uplay, it was maybe a subscription Mm-hmm. Base service, yes, that I'd have more cause to be annoyed. And it's even though with OnLive, you're paying six ninety nine a month for the play pack. If yeah. you couldn't get onto that because they were making updates or whatever, then you feel as if your money's getting wasted. You're not warranted to spend that money because of that. But um, I don't know. In a way, I feel like if your internet goes down, it's not the end of the world, really. It's not. But as things progress, and there's going to be more of these things coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, this is going to be kind of the future of. Plus, I think with the success of things like OnLive and and Uplay, I think it's going to become more and more prevalent, which I'm quite happy for as long as my connection stays on. (laughs) Uh, We're going to become more and more reliant on the internet being a big, big factor in our gaming. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting uh, Half-Life 2 for the PC years ago. And uh, it was in when I was renting a flat with a couple of pals and we didn't have the internet at the Mm -hmm. time. Well, Half-Life 2, stick it in. It's like, you need an internet connection before you can even play this game. Uh, and that was a real kick in the sack. And obviously, times have changed now. Yeah. And it's a lot more prevalent. Not so much of an issue, but... Oh, Chris, I've still got pals that don't have the internet in their house. <laughs> these are people that use the internet. <laughs> anyway, the internet is good, is what we're saying. What we're trying to say is, companies that rely on the internet need the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, the thing that makes us different is real, real insight. We're not just talking about games that have came out. We're bringing up topics that people have never thought about. <laughs> and don't really care about. Yeah. Look, man, before we head off into the realms of the competition world, okay, why don't we pass over to our Earth 2 counterparts? Oh, certainly. They're on the horn. <laughs> and see what's happening over by the wall. Excellent. I love you. Well, 
Welcome to the world. Hello, my lovers. <laughs> Why are you speaking like that? It's my voice now. <laughs> Look, we're on the wall. It's Game of Phones. What's happening? Well, Earth 2, Phil. Earth 2, Gav. Introductions been, first. Yeah, we've been playing a lot of games on phones. <laughs> Up here on the wall, obviously, um, our, our Meister has went off to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. So we've been having a little bit well, of slack-off well, time. Want or feel? You want mean. or feel, sorry. <laughs> to avoid um, <laughs> any possible repercussions. I don't know what you mean. So, um, so we've been playing a lot of games. Uh-huh. Uh, would you like to kick off? I'll kick off first. Playing? Absolutely. My choice for the month. What we say on the wall here is, ladies first... Fit to burst. No, that's it, just ladies first. Alright, cool. My my choice is Ticket to Ride Pocket. Ticket to Ride Pocket? Ticket to Ride Pocket. Okay. <laughs> Ticket to Ride is based on the ever popular board game, which you may or may not have heard of. Is that called Ticket to Ride? It is called Ticket to Ride. It basically entails uh, creating different railways around the United States based on taking a selection of cards and then beating your opponents. You can play up to four players, mm-hmm. either online or against them. Online, sorry, or against the computer. Uh, And you have to join up different uh, cities in the US based on different objectives that you're given at the start of the game. So at the start of the game, you pick three cards that say you've got to make a link between New York and Seattle, uh, Texas, (laughs) Texas and uh, Miami, so forth. And there's kind of lines drawn all over the map. You've got to get enough cards to join those lines okay. before you get either blocked by other players mm-hmm. uh, and basically based on that you get a different set of points mm-hmm. person with the most points at the end of the game relatively simple mm-hmm. in, in theory but in practice it does get quite uh, quite deep quite quickly Okay, especially when you start playing against more than one player mm-hmm. it's it's made me really interested in playing the actual board game yeah because it's quite a cool little idea and it's let's say really simple but I could look into that man you don't enjoy a board game Absolutely. It's only 69 pence on the App Store. It was free mm-hmm. the other week, which is how I picked it up. Yeah. has kind of nice, old-school, hand-drawn kind of art to I'm it. I'm looking at it right now on Phil's iPhone. Just look at that. That's, That's me nice. there. I've got a wee, a wee bonnet on. Oh, the man in the bonnet done it. It has uh, Game Center, uh, education. It has uh, achievements to okay. win. Very deep. Great game for 69 pence, Gav. Oh, there we go. Please get it so we can play each other. Please. 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 What about you? Well, Phil, one, just before I even go on, I wanted to ask you a quick question here. Can you name your top three games to star Polish composer Frederick Chopin? Uh, uh, Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I can't think of one. This game is called uh, Frederick. Ooh. Um, and it's a quirky action rhythm title in the style of like um, rock band on the keyboard. Nice. If I'd played that, I've not. I'm only assuming it's like that. Cool. Um, Assumptions are ninety percent of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, you play as the recently revived, brought back from the grave, Chopin. <laughs> zombie Chopin. He's not zombie. He's he's like everyone's in color, but he's got this sort of uh, monochrome blue. Mm. kind of thing going on he loves sand demons <laughs> <laughs> that's so crazy <laughs> sorry um, essentially you travel around the world and you get the different musical duels with a variety of different characters amazing all with remixes of Chopin's work in different styles so the New York duel is like a hip hop style nice um, you go to Ireland and there's a folk music kind of thing 
Uh, it's fun, it plays well, it's a little unclear, it gives you no tutorial or indication about what you have to do. There's like bending the notes and it oh, doesn't nice, tell you man. anything like that. Tweaking. Tweaking. You're giving prompts to shake your bone at the right point, but there's no meter to tell you that you're building up a special. There's no indication of what the special does mm -hmm. at any point. Um, there's, oh God, there's cutscenes. Wait, I'll show you some of the cutscenes later. <laughs> They're really, really, really well drawn. Mm -hmm. It's beautifully drawn and it's really nicely animated. And that same kind of style as Shank, it's got kind of flash, after effects sort of look to it. Mm. Uh, but sh the voice acting is so bad. I'll need to let you listen to the uh, the New York one. It's clear that they've only got like one or two maybe voice actors doing the whole lot. Uh, so there's like the guy does Chopin is terrible. <laughs> I didn't realise that I was being the victim of a conspiracy. And then like the hey yo, <laughs> and, you know, the American guy be like hey yo, stop it over there. It's Ridiculous! I skipped so many of the cutscenes, and it, the game prides itself on having quite lengthy, well animated cutscenes. Mm. So I skipped quite a lot. But overall, it's a decent game. It came down to sixty nine p on the App Store because it was featured, nice. and that's much more in line with what the game's actual worth is because it was two forty nine before, <laughs> and I would not have picked it up. Um, but it's quirky, it's fun, it's lacking in features. There's no replay value really, and mm. um, there's only nine tracks on it. Uh, but yeah, it's. A lot of loves clearly went into it. So I would say 69p, get on it. Now, Gav, we've hit a rock bit, bottom. <laughs> we've, we've hit the very lowest ebb of our podcasting world. Yeah. We have no no way to look at Android games anymore. You've picked up an iPhone. Mm -hmm. well, I, I guess. Wait a minute. I guess all is lost. What's that? A raven. A raven approaches. Thanks, Earth2, Gavin, Phil. I'm Earth2, Jerry, and a couple of months ago, an Android phone fell off the wall and landed at my feet. It looked sad and abandoned, so I wrapped it up in my arms, and now it lives with me, safe from the cold. That's why I'm here now, screaming into this animal horn about Android games. This month, Spy Mouse. Spy Mouse is a top-down stealth game where you guide Agent Squeak through rooms stealing cheese and dodging blind cats, ninja cats, fat cats and possibly the pussycat dolls. You complete your cheese raids by drawing out Squeak's path around the cats directly onto the screen. Some cats patrol the find routes, some patrol the perimeter, some fall asleep, but all of them will attack you in their own way if they spot you. I've had ninja stars stuck in my cheese. Just something I thought I'd never say again. Out in the open, stealth play also plays a part here. Squeak can hide under buckets and teacups to scamper past the cats without being rumbled. If you strip away the cute in this game, you're left with Sam Fisher as its Arkham Asylum levels of tiptoeing. Easy to get into at first, Spy Mouse gets hard fast as you sneak through the game's 72 kitchens, living rooms, gardens, and basements. It's frustrating at times but you always know it's your fault if Squeak gets a claw in the ass. Be aware, the first time you fire up Spy Mouse, it will fetch a further 150 megabytes in-app, so don't download, then run out the door, or you'll burn through your mobile data on the horse before battle. Also, the game isn't a polygon powerhouse, yet it takes an age to load between levels, even on a modern Android phone, so be mindful if you're rocking something more modest. 
Spy Mouse has been handcrafted on the beach at Sydney Developers Firemint, although it is published by Mordor-based outfit EA. It'll set you back the grand sum of 70 pence, including tax, from the Android market. If you like stealth, cheese, and a catchy retro 60s spy vibe, then get it now. Yep, that's all for me this month. Back to Earth 2, Gavin Phil. Well, isn't that convenient? Well, there we go. <laughs> you know, I was really worried that we weren't going to have something to fill that void. But Earth 1, Gavin Phil really stepped up and they found... They found somebody new found out here in the Wildlings. So Earth the, 2. The Wildlings. Earth 2, Jerry, thank you so much. Thank you very much for stepping up to the plate. Stellar work. Jerry will be coming back on the show hopefully next month with another Android review. I don't see any reason why not to. As long as Raven doesn't die or get shot by an arrow. Let's head back, pass this podcast back to Earth 1. Gavin Phil. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Give me all your money. Never die and eat some biscuits. I love Game of Phones. Game of Phones is so good. It's probably my favourite podcast within a podcast that we do. Aye, absolutely. I think it puts other podcasts within a podcast. An absolute shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not going to argue with you, Phil. Oh, look, man, what else have we got to clean up before we get the hell out of here and go see this band? What we got to do is announce the winner of our competition. So last month we brought you a competition in, in conjunction with Insert Coin Tees, which gave you a £10 voucher to use on their store at insertcoinclothing.com. They're wonderful, wonderful clothing Wonderful store. t-shirts. Um, we had a lot more entries than we thought we would get, thanks mostly to them retweeting us. Uh, and we can reveal, Phil, mm-hmm. the winner is... It's Twitter user PersonGuy49. Congrats, mate. Person Guy 49 we have contacted you via Twitter. Please get in touch. Please email Gesh at GeshCast.com. We can email a new code to you. We have sent you a direct message on Twitter to let you know. Now, before you all turn off the podcast in disgust because you didn't win. Sorry. Here's another opportunity for you. Oh, another contest? Exactly. It's a chance for you to try out a service we've been harping on about. Phil, why not? Which is on live. On live <laughs> is the cloud-based gaming service where everything is streamed to you from their servers. It's PC gaming without the need to upgrade in order to play the latest games. Mm-hmm. You can play a variety of different devices. Devices you can play on the on live console. You can play on PC and Mac. You can play uh, on your Android device. Not your Apple device yet. Not still. Your Apple device yet. Still, but still. Hey. <laughs> anyway, yes. we have. Two full play pass codes to give away. That means that you can pick any game on the service with this code and it's yours to play indefinitely or until on live folds. <laughs> <laughs> um, this means you can pick Central Third, PES 2012, Arkham City, Assassin's Creed Revelations. It's up to There's you. There's a lot of great games in that service. Any of the games is up to you. We also have two play pack codes, both last one month, mm-hmm. and they give you access to the over 100, well, 100 plus titles on the play pack, including those new Sega Dreamcast collection games. Exactly. Um, all you have to do to enter is to follow us on Twitter. That's mm-hmm. at GeshCast. Send us a tweet with the hashtag OnLive. Uh, also, just put in a little something so we know you're not a robot. Exactly. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, you can email Gesh at GeshCast.com. 
and with the subject line on live competition. Mm -hmm. All four winners will be contacted when the next episode drops, as we say in the industry. That is what we say. And will be revealed on the next show. That's perfect. It, perfect. Great. That was quick and easy, wasn't it? It's a long podcast this month. It's a long podcast, and I'm really, you know, people who maybe downloaded it just to hear if they won a tenner from. But that's what you've got to do. You've got to tease them. You've got to tease, got to them, tease them. I hope people like it. If you do have anything you want to tell us about either the podcast or anything, you can get in touch with us at. On what? Well, through email. Through email. Gesh at geshcast.com. Over Twitter. At geshcast. Or even just. Phone is on 07. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of getting in touch with us, exactly. Fam, exactly I asked man. earlier on, uh, before the show started, do you have any questions for Team Gesh? Oh, or anything you'd like to ooh, bring up ooh, on the show or have right out on the show? Yeah, don't worry about making it games related because if you have any kind of personal questions or issues or anything, anything you want to get off your chest. As long as it's not hella dumb, mm-hmm. then I'm pretty happy. I'll answer even those ones, I don't care. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not a proud man, yet. Yeah, well, I know that. Well, first of all, we have a question here from Twitter user Twisted Jackass. He's asked, any tips on how I can cope without my PlayStation? It died two days ago and I need to wait until payday. Thanks in advance. Grow up. Grow up. You've got a win now, mate. <laughs> Try it on live and enter the competition, get some codes. Exactly, get some codes. Um, on live, by the way, I'm not just saying this because we've got some stuff on. It is a great substitute. If you've not got something... Jump on and play a few games on that. It's cheap. You can rent games on it. Mm-hmm. You can trial out games for you half an hour. You can trial out games for half an hour on it. I would... Oh God, that sounds like such a fucking scripted thing. Like, how do I live without my PlayStation? Online! <laughs> but yeah, give Online a try. Download the software. And see if Buy you like a Vita, it. right? Don't like it and then send it to me. Do you want to become our Vita correspondent, Twisted Jack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. Next. Hit me up. Uh, Matt Matt sent us a few questions actually um, who would win in a fight between a five ass baboon and a two headed eagle it's obviously a two headed eagle I said the five ass baboon uh, oh next question well in fact he didn't send us three he sent us two but over a few tweets what I want to do I'm not going to answer this question mm-hmm. you're not going to answer this question what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask our Android correspondent Jerry to answer this in his next game of phones excellent so Matt said to us why are games on Android so shite? Given the generally superior hardware and potentially massive market, even after piracy, why are game devs still largely ignoring Android? Even ports from iOS would be welcome. So I'm going to pass that on to Jerry and Earth too. Exactly, we Give don't know anything about Android anymore. But exactly, what do I know? As far as I know, Androids are like Robocop. Exactly, like um, your man Robin Williams. It's Bicentennial Man. Yep. Um, so in fight? <laughs> Bicentennial Man and Tricentennial Man but yeah so I'll bring that on with Jerry Jerry will answer that hopefully in the next podcast mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if he doesn't who cares nobody listens to this <laughs> so, anything else? that seems to be it for the show um, as we say check out geshcast.com we've got a new, some new articles up in fact Jerry our new Android correspondent has written up a article on the new Humble Bundle range for Android absolutely which is very well written and very Jerry's so prolific do you know what Jerry's so handsome and he has such good sound quality that puts us to shame yeah what we need to do is maybe add in a few things maybe we should go around to Jerry's and record this (laughs) yeah next time we'll go around to Jerry's and record this Uh, but yeah in the meantime all the contacts we've got please get in touch with us let us know how we're doing please subscribe on iTunes and review us on iTunes leave a wee review because it does bump us up the charts it bumps us up a wee bit as much as I don't really care about that it would be nice exactly vindication that's all we asked for just just give us something back Eurogamer Expo tickets go on sale again we have to try and pretend that we're actually gaming press actual press we are actually priests so you need to let us in please 
and you can help us. You can that. help us do it, pretend to be professional by doing that. We should start a kick f- starter to fund us going down there. We should start a kick fighter. <laughs> we should have a fight. We should have a fight. <laughs> Raising money. If you want to see me and Gav have a brawl, Aye. then go to the pot still tonight in Glasgow. Aye. About eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think what I want to do now is just really thank the listener and uh, just say to them, tune in next time for the winner of our on-live competition. There's four codes going, man. That's two full games and 100-plus games being given away. It's madness. Oh, I can't believe it. But anyway, viva la raza. We'll see you next episode.